Well, welcome back, everybody, to episode number two of The Price for Paradise. I'm Walker Ramsey. Alongside me is my co-host, Creston Woods, a.k.a. Woody. Aloha. What's up, guys? Aloha. And today we have my mom, a.k.a. Dr. Teresa Ramsey, with us from Revitalized Functional Medicine. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. So, it was a kind of a, a natural um, first guest, you know, as we're starting this journey. So um, we wanted to have someone in the healthcare field and someone who kind of aligns with our vision as far as, um, you know, wellness and everything like that goes. So. Great, great. Yeah. This will be fun. Yeah. And I know Walker knows all about your practice already. <laughs> I'm sure he's got the in-depth detail, but I'm here to learn as much as I can mm-hmm. from you. So, yeah. And I'm here Please. to teach you what we can <laughs> oh, offer. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, you know, basically I think Woody's got a good amount of questions just as far as the uh, the practice goes and how how Dr. Ramsey was able to come into this position and, um, you know, a lot of questions along those lines and a lot of the modalities we offer here. Um, so I'll kind of let him do most of the driving. I'll, I'll chime in whenever I I'm needed. Um, but like he said, you know, I am around here quite often know how things go around revitalize, but, um, this is really to kind of pick the brain of, uh, Dr. Ramsey and, and get her insights on everything. So with that being said, we'll get going now. Great. All right. So, uh, just first and foremost, I want to know what got you into functional medicine? Like, what was the driver? Like, yeah. It's a good story. So I don't know if you know that I was a nurse um, right out of college uh-uh. and back in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, And I did a year at University of Penn. And within that first year, I wanted to travel. And so I started becoming, I started doing traveling nursing. So I had a bike and a suitcase, and I traveled the world, (laughs) the country, I should say. And it was. It was really fun. I was young. I was, you know, energetic. I loved different cultures. And then once I was in Texas, which that was my least favorite place to work as a nurse. I didn't, the culture wasn't my favorite. Um, Which part of Texas? I was in Dallas. Oh, I see. So then I, I was a sunbather when I was young and I was, I read this book. It was called a man who walked through time and he walked from the North room to the South room of the grand Canyon. And I finished that book and I couldn't put it down. I called my agency. I said, is there anything in Arizona? And they said, yes. They asked, when do you want to be there? I said, next Monday. And I was here. The plane landed at night and my soul felt home. I don't know how to explain that, except it. I just felt my whole being Arizona was, the place. was meant to be here. Yeah. I didn't see how beautiful it was. All I saw was darkness. Well, mm. I woke up the next morning, and I'm from the East Coast. Trees everywhere. This oh. is um, horizons and sunshine, and everybody's Completely happy different. out here. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I would live here. I did keep traveling, but then I came back, mainly because I had met um, Walker's dad here, and um, I was still traveling, and then I, I did come back. And we got married, and we had Walker. And I was, do you want me to tell the story about the nurse at the hospital? Yeah, so I mean, I was, that's, that's totally yeah. Okay, yeah. so I was working in ICU at St. Luke's Hospital, and I loved working as a nurse. I loved everything about it. And there was this, I think that's a good point to expand on because you were completely happy with yeah. like you didn't you I wasn't didn't looking. Yeah, you weren't exactly. looking to do this, yeah. but it just kind of came to you. I and, call that God driven. And that, I do. that speaks a lot to your intuition and your feel and that why mm-hmm. your doc uh, mm-hmm. patients love you so much is cuz you just have that 
I think you're right. Yes. For things. But right. anyways, I, sorry. Keep yeah. Going. And I think mm-hmm. when you do love what you do, you connect with people a lot more. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why we're here doing this because yeah. th- we listen to the podcast so often and we're like, we got to be yeah. making yes. the podcast. And he, his podcast was so good mm-hmm. from the beginning. I loved his form. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. yeah me Let's too. Me on. too. So I was working this one day and, and normally our patients are on the ventilator and then they leave on the, because they, we never had awake patients. This woman, this older lady who didn't have any family with her, was about to be transferred, but she was off her ventilator for like an hour. So I went in a room, sat on her bed with her, talked with her, made her feel comfortable about her next phase. And my head nurse walked around and I just said hi. And then the second time around, she called me to her office. And I'm thinking, I'm in trouble for something. What did I do? Okay, here we go. I go in her office and she goes, Are you doing what you love? I said, Absolutely. She goes, because you connect with people so well and all of your patients are asleep. I just want to make sure you're happy. And I'm like, oh, what a relief. <laughs> it's okay to send out patients to bed. <laughs> and that was all she said to me, mm-hmm. nothing negative. And then my husband at the time, Walker's dad, um, I had called the college I graduated from, which is Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine here in Tempe. By the time it wasn't there. And I was on the phone with a woman for a long time, but all I was looking for doing massage therapy and they didn't offer that. All they offered was physician. And so just to get her off the phone, I said, yeah, send me a packet. I had no interest in opening it. His dad did. He's like, Teresa, you would love this. <laughs> this is right up your alley. I'm like, oh. So I went for the interview, thought I blew it. <laughs> Got it. Because one of the doctors who was interviewing me said, um, what did he ask me? He said, if you don't get into this school, what will you do? I said, I don't know. Maybe go for nutrition. I have no idea. And he slammed the desk and he said, what I want to know is how committed are you to this field? I said, I don't know what this field is. <laughs> I don't know what this field is. Yeah, you're like, you're, I'm, like, I'm not committed to anything on. right now. And um, <clears throat> so I thought I blew it, but I got called the next day to see if I wanted to be part of the first graduating class. That's what I am. Awesome. <laughs> and it was really different back then because teachers would fly in from around the world to teach us because we didn't have a curriculum. Um, very different now the school is, but here I am the first graduating class. That's, that's amazing. It's In a city one. that has no idea what it is, because I didn't either before I started. Yeah, so. And it wasn't until clinicals when I saw the power of our medicine work. Like you learned and learned mm-hmm. and learned. And then when you saw it in action, it was totally different. Yeah. Because in medicine, we suppressed or cut out. Now I'm yeah. learning, help the body function better. Yeah, it's systems, it's lifestyle. So if you can, you know, fix the way that it works, then exactly. We can, yeah, it was exactly. a, it was a total one eight. Like I had to change the way my brain thought. I was just yeah. about to say it was a big paradigm shift for you, coming mm-hmm. from ER nurse, you know, conventional symptoms. medicine, and, mm-hmm. and putting them on drugs until they feel better, or on a ventilator, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be, yeah. to just help try and uh, keep them alive. Keep them alive <laughs> yeah. versus now transitioning to what you're doing. Quality of life promoting the quality of mm-hmm. life length you know longevity and um mm-hmm. you know especially in older people as well which is yeah, just exactly. a huge paradigm shift that i think is kind of why this whole functional medicine alternative medicine doesn't get the um exposure that that it needs and that you know it there should be because people yeah. just simply are so this is how things get treated and there's no other way, you know, conventionally. <laughs> if I get sick, I'm going to go to the doctor, the mm-hmm. ER doctor. They're going to prescribe me a drug or I'm an antibiotic and I'll feel better. And then, you know, without it's, knowing it's just the cycle. how horrible those things are. for yeah, And how can yeah. you treat everyone the exact same when everyone's different and they have their Absolutely. own specific like lifestyles that are outside of this yes. and they have to take care of that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I agree. Yeah. And the thing is <clears throat> people pay cash to come here. They're not using their insurance card mm-hmm. and they're gaining knowledge and therefore making decisions about their health, what they can afford, what they can't afford. But all of our patients do really, really well. 
98% of my patients do not use any drugs at all. Suppressive drugs. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and the other 2%, you're probably working on getting them off. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so how long have we been doing this practice? Um, Since 1996. 96. So, the math? Oh. I said, I thought it was 98. So, okay. So yeah. then that would be 24 years. I was, 24 good, I was a good one-year-old when that started. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't born yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. yeah um, a long time. And one thing I've learned recently is doctors shouldn't be business owners. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the business outside. You focus on your practice right. and, and your style. Yeah. yeah, because my husband had helped me the first year, and then Sue helped me all the way up until she passed away in 2015. Mm-hmm. And since then, it's just been harder on me. Yeah, just a lot more on your plate yeah. when that you have to deal with the business side and the practice. Yeah, and side. when I'm back here all day, I can't. Yeah. deal with what's going on in the business. Yeah, exactly. You're like, you want to focus on your patient. You want to be there for them. Right. But and my assistant's on her way out. Yeah, we're streamlining that. Everything's improving this year. Yeah. yeah. All so right. Grateful. So let's uh, let's get into what are your like top three uh, things you do with your patients here? Like mm-hmm. what are your favorite uh, modalities? Yeah, I love everything we do. My personal practice is um, hormone replacement therapy for aging men and women. Bioidentical. Bioidentical. Um, I've been studying with my teacher who only teaches the research now for 20 years. I love him. He's an animal and he has to be in this field because it's not Mm -hmm. FDA approved. Yeah. What's the essence like try and break it down as simple, try and break it down to like a, a 23 year old guy. If I came up and had no idea what hormone replacement therapy is, Mm -hmm. what is it? What is it? And who is it used for? Because I mean, we don't need to be, me and Walker probably don't need it right now because our testosterone's real good. (laughs) We're young and young bucks, but yeah, I'll tell you symptoms that older men and women come to me for commonly: erectile dysfunction, which they regain, Mm -hmm. Um, weight loss is what they want. And sometimes just taking hormones is all they need to do without changing their diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, insomnia is a big one. Anxiety is a big one. Digestive health is huge. Fatigue. Fatigue's another one, of course. I think that's one of the biggest ones oh, that yeah. I've heard from just from hearing you talk with your patients yeah. and mm-hmm. and uh, you know the Dr. Ramsey show and stuff like that. Fatigue mm-hmm. is one of the biggest things that people have said. Wow, I really notice. Uh, exactly. You know. And that's just hormones because. Our body wasn't meant to live without hormones. Like we all died yes. about 50 George Washington days. I always use that as the example. <laughs> George Washington. She <laughs> because, just <laughs> I know. And I she, used, yeah. No, that's, that's just like, funny. Is that inappropriate? You, yeah. No, no. George Washington days. Yeah. Like, like you know. Lincoln. Back in the time. Yeah. Yeah. Back. They didn't live past 50. Yeah. Because yeah. they had their hormones until they died. Right. Then the second half of our life is considered to be a deficient state of aging because you don't have hormone cell to cell communication. So then we will mm. automatically default to our weak genes if we're not taking hormones. I see. So um, in my family, it was breast cancer, which I reversed all the breast pathology I had with progesterone, my favorite hormone on the earth. And um, dementia and Alzheimer's, we can reverse now. I never knew that until a therapy, which I'm going to get into, um, that we, we can prevent so many things and we can reverse so many things. I never knew this when I was a nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then this is all new science that's coming up right now, like mm-hmm. TRT and, and certain mm-hmm. other hormone, yeah, the yep. progesterone. Mm-hmm. So, estrogen, yeah. thyroid. Yeah, estrogen. Exactly, there's so many. Yeah, without our hormones, our cells don't turn over well, period. So I'm curious too, just to, to piggyback off of Woody's question. So that was that's your specialty. Like mm-hmm. what are two other like things around the office that mm-hmm. you say are your... Not favorite per se, bread and everything butter. is, is right. different. But so are, my favorite would be IV therapy and hyperbaric. Mm-hmm. I utilize them both. 
And the third would be the joint injections that I get from Andrea, mm. Dr. Minasaki. She's and the best. The PRP facial she does and all of that. So those would be my major ones. And mm-hmm. of course, supplements we yeah. take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the IVs, um, I love the vitamin C. That's used to treat any infection. Mm-hmm. Works really well. And AD is amazing at reversing addictions. In eight days, people are addicted to anything. They're off of it without any drug to maintain that. Nicotine, opiates, alcohol, yep. any addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's nuts. And with that IV, I have seen two times reverse Alzheimer's disease. Oh my god! It's brand new to us, but I've learned it last year. And yeah. Can you go into the mechanisms of NAD and explain how that works for the people listening? Yeah, so I did my training last March or April, and it was online because everything was closed. And the gentleman that was teaching the mechanism of action, he's been doing NAD the longest in our country. He's in California, and he was presenting the how. How does NAD work? Because as physicians, you want to know the mechanism of action of yeah, a drug exactly. you're prescribing. And his answer was, well... The person who discovers that will win a Nobel Prize. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) We said, we've drawn it in the serum. We've drawn it in the cell just to see. And NAD doesn't hang around very long. And what it is, it's the cofactor that our batteries use to do its work. So when you get it, and I want to give you an IV, (laughs) um, you just feel your cells turning over like crazy. It's a crazy feeling, man. It's crazy. You you, you ought to try it at some point. I I can't wait. It's our biggest detox. Cleans out whatever's not supposed to be in your body. And NAD is in our body, like, and that's what our mitochondria uses. So when you get a flush of it into your body, every cell is just like. So we're just crazy. overloading our NAD because we create it naturally. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. The healthier we are, the more we have. Um, you know, the more inflamed we are, the less we have. Yeah. Makes sense. Naturally. Yeah, yeah, naturally. And then hyperbaric is another one I love because when we get oxygen from the air, twenty-one percent. 21 okay so i when i had tried to explain it to woody i thought it was in the 30 percent or whatever it was so okay i didn't even realize so 21 percent normal room air is oxygen yeah Yeah. the rest is other gases but when you get in the chamber it's 100 percent oxygen and it's under pressure so for example bones don't heal quickly because there's very low blood supply but in the chamber you heal very quickly that pressure pushes into those places that don't Mm -hmm. usually get that oxygen right it's weird because it finds the most inflamed body parts it just wants to open everything yeah. So hyperbaric is awesome. It's an hour or an hour and a half based on the patient's condition. And I think something cool, just kind of listening to to you say that hyperbaric is one of your favorite modalities around here. I think it would be super cool to somehow in a, in a future episode integrate Woody your breath work inside yeah. the hyperbaric chamber just to kind of see if there's a difference from doing it, you know, in normal air, normal standing condition versus doing oh. it like inside uh, the hyperbaric just to see if there's a Amplified effect. No, for sure. So I'm really interested in 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 that. Me too, because that's what I was. I was on the same page. Like, imagine if you could get like better results because the breathwork already gives you results. It's already like a great modality in itself, and so is the hyperbaric Mm -hmm. chamber. So like we put those two together, and you never know. We could get oxygen even further, and you know, circulating even better. You know, I know you mentioned that the other night when I met you over at Walker's house, but I didn't feel it until right now. Like Mm -hmm. actually doing the breathwork with the oxygen instead of 21% oxygen. That's cool. Yeah. And I know you had a couple questions for Woody just as far as the breathwork goes. Yeah, because um, I was introduced to the Wim Hof breathing. Yes, the Wim Hof method, which, uh, which is a great modality. It's like... For the listeners, if you don't know, Wim Hof, you should look him up. He's got a great... He's actually just started his own podcast. And, uh, so cool. So his we'll breathing method on. is uh, 30 inhales through the nose and then like a half exhale through the mouth. And once you hold your breath on that last exhale, 
and you try to hold it as long as you can. You're training your stress tolerance. Your CO2 levels are rising. And then when you take that next big inhale, you feel a nice rush. And that's an adrenaline response that you get from that Wim Hof method. So very Interesting, because cool. yeah. when I was doing it, when I first was introduced to it, um, I felt like I wasn't going to be able to hold my breath that long, but I did. You know, it was like you're, you can psych yourself yeah. out. Yeah, you can psych yourself out. You just got to relax. Uh, free divers know it best because they have to hold their breath for so long. But the longer, uh, the more you can relax, the longer you can hold your breath because you're not holding that tension in. And you're I letting, didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. And that's the best thing to, because I've had to work with patients about their breath when they have a lot of stress. And I'm not an expert like you. I want to learn more from you. And I wouldn't say I'm an expert either. I'm, I'm like 25 years old, right? And you need like, they always say 10,000 hours is that expert. And mm -hmm. so that's 10 years. I've been doing this for maybe two, but I'm really passionate about expert. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really passionate about it. And it's kind of a new field that's coming up. So uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll let you know anything I got for you. So. But it was Crester, or who is the author of the book that you talked uh, about? James Nestor. Nestor. James Nestor, yeah. So that's Breathe. the first person that you were studying, right? Yeah, so that, that was one of the first breathwork books that came to me, and I was like, this is crazy. Like, I am a personal trainer, and breathing is the most, it has to be the most important thing now for me, because I read this book, and I realized how important it is, because if you're holding your breath at certain times, it could mess up your lift or yes. it could, you could get hurt and like knowing when to breathe at the right times or optimizing that could optimize your lifestyle and optimize your health so right and it's something that everybody can get good at yeah it's just like, i think i think the most powerful thing you just said there is that you are like a, a personal trainer but the most important thing you do with your clients is breath work you know that's kind of crazy to hear i mean if i don't and do it makes that, sense they won't see the results because they're just not getting air to those places and yeah. that's mm -hmm. why the hyper baric oxygen is so effective because people are just not getting that air mm. all the way through that body that lactic acid getting it out of our exactly. lymphatic system and you know mm -hmm. we have to breathe all the way through every cell all yeah. trillion you know where i learned to breathe was in yoga because if you yoga. don't breathe slow yeah. you're gonna mess up like you're gonna hurt yourself you're gonna not do exactly. the posture so it's so important yeah. and i will tell patients like remember how babies breathe they breathe with their bellies yeah <laughs> we start exactly. breathing like this <laughs> you see everyone's shoulders, shoulders coming yeah. up but yeah but we really need to breathe like a balloon in a birdcage mm -hmm. really you want to expand from the middle in like 360 degrees so yeah, yeah i just felt that it was nice <laughs> <laughs> but i do I'm, I'm more aware now listening to the podcast with you and walker is when i'm stressed is when i don't breathe yeah exactly you're all in your head when you're not exactly. if you're not in the real life if you're not breathing. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i want to do more work with you on that yes please i want to learn more yeah, absolutely. So what do you, um, just, you know, as you being our first guest on Price for Paradise, which is the name of this podcast, do you, um, what do you think of the vision we have for this podcast as far as bringing in other individuals? You know, we want to, we want to interview authors of books and bodybuilders and just a whole a huge scope of, of people from the healthcare mm -hmm. world and just, mm -hmm. you know, even, I would say even some guests around, um, just mindset stuff, mind, mindset training and meditation and getting into stuff like that mm -hmm. and just... Well, it's interesting because when I started my practice 24 years ago, people thought I was crazy. Like, what do you do? <laughs> right. And I had to build my practice slowly. Now, I treat doctors, nurses, lawyers, you know, so it's, it's, it's Conventional mainstream doctors. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so if I could do that with this weird medicine, <laughs> your education yeah. is coming at the right time because people are wanting this. That's exactly yeah. our thought process. People are, you know, especially with this COVID year, people have like shifted a lot of their belief systems and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and I think people are ready right. to really look at their own health and how they can make it stronger. So they're not a victim to something like another pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and the work you're teaching is exactly what people need to know to live their best life. 
Yeah, and you know the, the funny part about it is we're not really even teaching anything. We're, oh, yeah, we're, we're trying simply, to learn from you guys. Yeah, yeah we're, we're just the interviewers. The we're, of, we're students yeah. ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just picking the brains of people who buy into the same exact. And as you do that, you're exposing this to people who wouldn't have it. Oh, right. Yeah, and that's our ultimate so, goal. If we can help anyone with yeah. any of these modalities, or just getting them to think about them, so that they ha- know that there's other options out there, because sometimes you feel yeah. stuck when you're only have the two options that don't even look favorable to Mm -hmm. you so it's like we just want to give the people the options right yeah so they can see their vision Well, guess what walker started here um the dr ramsey show last year we're um in the summer right now but we're going to start taping again as a result of that we've attracted people we wouldn't have attracted before because we're word of mouth and so people share them and then all of a sudden i'm getting a patient oh from that show i wanted to come and meet you so that's going to happen with this as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, and we and we truly feel that way. Um, you know, we, we got a good good response from our first episode that just released a couple of days ago. Now, um, you know, recording this on a Friday, um, but yeah, I mean, people are seeming really interested, and it's going to be on all major um, podcasting platforms. So people want to be inspired these days. I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. so, especially with the division of our world. Like people want to be inspired and. I think the point you brought up about not wanting to be a victim if something like a COVID mm-hmm. pandemic or whatever were to come to up again, mm-hmm. it kind of just hits the nail right on the head with mm-hmm. what we're trying to do because that's what happened in March of 2020 is people, this happened. I, I remember myself, I mean, I was sitting at home. I was like, is next week even going to happen? Like, are we still going to be here? Like, there was just a whole lot of uncertainty. People were like, what are people we doing? People just didn't know. Like, Me it too. Was, didn't know. Me too. Like, I told my staff, stay home. I'll just handle everybody because I don't want everybody to get exposed to it. And they're like, you're crazy. I'm like, <laughs> so yeah. we didn't do that. We actually were busier than ever because of treating it. But right. yeah. yeah, I mean, this is the perfect time for you guys. I yeah. mean, and I, let us know uh, what about the, like, what did you treat people with during COVID? And so how question. did that go? Yeah. Great yeah. question. We did the high dose vitamin C drip. Yeah. Three day, three IVs in a row, like one a day for three days. And how effective? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. We did lose one person. It wasn't really our patient, and it was one of our patient's brother. She had already lost several people to COVID. They're studying her genes right now about COVID, but um, her last brother who got sick, she sent him to us because I told her to. We walked him out, and he said to me, "I feel like it's killing the virus." I says, "It is. You have to be back here tomorrow morning." And that night, he went to the hospital. I don't know what happened exactly, because um, he wasn't really our patient; he mm-hmm. just came in for it. But we did lose him. Um, that was the only one of so all sorry. the patients yeah. we treated. Yeah, and so. treated. I mean, hundreds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the post-COVID syndrome stuff would be treated with the NAD therapy, mm-hmm. and that works really well. And mm-hmm. I would say people need one to four based on their symptoms to get mm-hmm. over their post-COVID syndrome or post-COVID vaccine syndrome. You know that we see. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Very cool. All right. So next, let's just go into uh, some of your influencers in your life. So mm-hmm. what? What? drove you we we know why you got into it because you were a nurse but like maybe some people that you know sure. were really influential on your right right way. so beautiful thing about me and sue before she passed away is we were very spiritual that's what attracted me to her and can you uh, uh explain the yeah. situation with yeah sue, so the first thing i'll say is i met her as a patient and she was the funniest person i ever met in my <laughs> whole life i couldn't stand yeah. to be away from her that's how much she made me feel yeah. like good about myself and um 
we started going to Mindy Vale, who's a psychic, and she could tell us what our spirit guides are saying and blah, blah, blah. So we kind of did a lot of that stuff. Um, we would meditate together and, and listen to audiobooks. And you grew that were a really close relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so one of the people, it's so funny, we had our kids, we moved into our home on San Marcos Drive. And the first night we were there, we put in a DVD of somebody I love, Eckhart Tolle. Oh, very. He's, he's the power He's man. the best. And yeah. we just moved into the house. We have a baby that's three months old. We have a son that's five years old and or six years old. And we're in our bedroom listening to this. And we looked at each other and we're like, turn it off. Because our life was going too fast. Like We couldn't hear him. He, you know, his voice is so soothing. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, if I ever feel stressed, I put on for two minutes and I'm back. Yeah. I, I love his, I love his audio book. Yeah. Uh, living the, the, the power of now, power right? Living now. in the power of now. Oh, yeah, or, exactly. And he also has a power of now, but I just go to, how do I do it? <laughs> oh, I see. Um, you know, Deepak Chopra was a really good influencer oh, for yeah. me. Oh my God. He's way above my energy yeah. frequency. <laughs> um, yeah. What's his name? Who wrote the um, power of belief? Uh, oh, the biology of, biology of belief. Oh, Bruce Lipton. Bruce Lipton. Yeah, like Not, how we think is what we do. Like whatever we think, we attract. Yeah, what was exactly. what was the author's name? Bruce Lipton. Bruce. Oh, Bruce Lipton. Okay, yeah. very good. Book. Really nice. Um, one other one I love. She's a female. Um, Mona Lisa Schultz. She's on the northeast side of the country, and she's a neurologist. I I, know, I may mess this up a little bit, but long story short, she got hit by a bus. She was in a oh coma for four months. Because she was ignoring her intuition, being a neurologist, she was ignoring her intuition. She was okay. I got she's it. She's fighting it. She's fighting <laughs> yeah. it. She's fighting it. And then, yeah. So she wrote this book called um, "Awakening Intuition," and the first third it. of the book is about breast cancer being driven by grief. Grief lands into our breast, our chest, or our heart. Like this chakra is all about grief. Our physical in emotions medicine. manifest into yeah. like physical symptoms. Yeah. So, yeah. so she was saying the reason that ninety percent of breast cancer on the left side, the the one we received from, is because of all the grief women carry around. Interesting. Very yeah. Beautiful. So those are the kind of things. I'm always looking for inspirational books. Yeah. I would also say, just from what you've told me, uh, Neil Ruzier. Oh my gosh. I mean, he's probably one of the biggest. <laughs> yeah, biggest my teacher biggest who who really knows the research well, teaches mm-hmm. it to us well, has patience for all of us. He's like the, he's my guru. Yeah. He, he's yeah. the one who taught uh, her everything about hormone replacement. Yeah. So he's not the spiritual again? side. He's the um, medical side. Dr. Yeah. Neil Rousier. Neil Rousier. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We'll look him up after this. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. I'll give you a little booklet he wrote. I give him to my new patients to understand Please, the hormones. You. Yes. Yeah. All right, so now let's go into uh, a big question. So uh, what's one of the hardest things that you'd have to overcome in your life and why uh, and what you did to overcome it? And and you Mm -hmm. said you might be still overcoming it. Yeah, and I might become emotional answering this. And and that's okay. So my life was so easy and fun until my partner passed away, and then Mm -hmm. everything got so hard for me, Like, especially because what she did in my life, I didn't do. And I still She was your compliment. She was. She did so much for me. And we had such a great time raising our boys. Like we just had so much fun. When she Mm -hmm. passed, um, now it was six years ago, I became an an independent business owner overnight and a single mom. I think it's important to mention she took care of everything business wise. Everything business and everything home. Yeah. So you would be the physician, you didn't have nothing to worry about. Immediately overwhelmed. Employees, any of that, nothing. So I just came in practice, went home. Like I didn't realize how nice my life was (laughs) until I didn't have that. I think that's true for a lot of things we take for granted, breathing without a mask until we have to wear them, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, As an example. Exactly. So just um Having getting my own time back because it took a lot of time and energy to get where I am mm-hmm. after she passed because I've been through a lot of trauma just because I was making decisions from fear 
yeah. too quickly and I was bringing the wrong people to me. So it's, I, I take all the responsibility on myself. Because you were scared to do something and then you brought someone else in that wasn't really the right, fit. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I went through all that stuff and then we went through another shift last year with the people again. And then just recently I lost somebody I really dearly loved, but she wasn't right for the whole practice. She was great for me. Mm-hmm. So it's just like these shifts. I think we're kind of done with them. Um, so I can start breathing. Yes. Hopefully that this is the, the end of that train right now. Yeah. For my yeah. meditation again. And cause you know, I, I know this is true for humans. When we get too busy, we put the most important thing on the back burner. Breathing, meditating, journaling. Yeah, and if we can take care of Subconsciously important things. Yeah. Because in our conscious minds, we're like, that's not important. Who needs sleep? You know, especially, I can, you know, probably speak for us young, young kids, (laughs) like trying, you know, (laughs) working a lot of hours. Who needs sleep? Who needs proper nutrition? Like, and Mm -hmm. you get stuck in this this rut of just mm-hmm. work and work and it and just, you might not see it the next day you might yeah. not see it the day after that but then like two months later you look at a before and after picture and you're yeah. like wow i'm a completely different person and it's those little habits every day that yeah. if you don't take care of them yes yeah. yeah you're absolutely right so i'm getting there and i think six years it's good i mean it could take mm-hmm. longer but um having walker on there's no staff time now is it. very yeah. helpful shaylee is a I, mean, I don't know what to, I'd do without her. I probably wouldn't be here <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. And I love everyone on my staff is just precious to me now. And um, I hope this is now a long-term consistent. And does your, your staff notice that you value them so much now because mm-hmm. of it? Because mm-hmm. it's like you have to lean on them a little bit mm-hmm. more. Absolutely. But that makes them better. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And what's interesting through all those changes, I've never lost my patience. Like my patients have been that, so that's faithful. That's remarkable thing. That's amazing. And so grateful. And even though chaos was happening, they don't care. They just want to come in and see me and go, you know? Yeah. So that's something I'm really, really grateful for. And there's a lot to patient care, just, you know, your personability that mm-hmm. keeps them around. Because, yeah, I'm sure that they love the treatments and I'm sure that, that it, they heal from the treatments, but you're the person, you know, that mm-hmm. draws them into the treatments yeah. and Absolutely. really helps me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's my biggest challenge in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought life was hard before that. Never. I think <laughs> never. that's a good, I think that's a good thing to document, like to, to index is before it was, you'd come in, you'd do what you'd love, seeing patients, go home, you know, whatever. Be with the kids, yeah. play. Get a check, and mm-hmm. then that was it. Like mm-hmm. there was no... There's just so much extra added mm-hmm. baggage that you ha- had to carry during that time and, and still now, but we're transitioning away from that. Yeah, I feel and it's much lighter an, now. At, at a really good trajectory. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, I do too. So I'm, I don't, I'm not a person that lives with regrets. I don't. I move on quickly. Yeah. But one thing I would say I regretted the last six years um, was having more time with my kids, my friends, you know, because I just haven't had a lot of time. Because you've been so busy with mm-hmm. the, the yeah. shift of paradigm, you know? You just, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think I see it in my son, my younger son, that I didn't, I wasn't really there for him. And my heart says that. My counselor says that's not true, but my heart <laughs> says I wasn't there when I needed to be. Yeah. And that's a regret that I want to heal and I will. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so what are you doing to... Uh, well, I have this amazing person in my life. She does my colon hydrotherapy. Do you know what that mm-hmm. is? Uh, I, I think I know what it is from the sound of it. <laughs> sound, yeah. So it's a beautiful thing. So um, death begins in our colon, right? Mm-hmm. And when we have a bowel movement, our colon opens, but not all the way. So things get trapped in our colon walls mm-hmm. and the colonic opens all that and gets rid of all inflammation. So mm-hmm. that's what that is. Yeah. But she noticed my stress level last time and she said, why don't we do a healing session? I didn't know what this was. I'm like, sure, I'll come. <laughs> and it was a Rife machine. Yeah. I don't know if you know what that is. No, I do not. Please. It's an energy. You just lay on this mat and the lights come through and she plays the bowls and all oh, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah. It shifted me so strongly. Um, she's opened my eyes to me not being fully present all the time and having a metal shield around my whole body. 
and she's breaking that down. So um, I'm really loving. I I seek that type of healing, you know. Yeah. And Marion Light's another one. I go to her for counseling, and she's so um, spiritual and connected. So I'm starting to feel myself again and not be just a shell, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, so things are coming back around. And yeah. they will come around. It's especially if you have the intent to work on them because mm-hmm. you're you're here to do that, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. And my stress, you know, because I have I'm busy with my patients, I don't have to think about it a lot. You don't so have to the think busier about I am, it. the less yeah. I have to feel and think. But I'm definitely wanting to feel more. It's not as scary as I thought. It's not as scary as you thought. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So uh that's about all the questions all? that I need. So if you have anything so uh yeah thank you so much for you know being on the podcast and everything do you have any any questions for us any anything you'd like to, to yes learn? can we have woody on the dr ramsey show next season 100 <laughs> percent. i would love to be on the dr ramsey <laughs> we'll videotape you in the chamber doing your breathing doing my breathing yes and yeah, you afterwards that, that'd, be a, <laughs> that'd be a great segment yeah that mm-hmm. would be a really good segment yeah um so cool yeah, yeah. we'll plan on doing that yeah and maybe i can uh, hire you to work on with me on my breath Oh, amazing. Well, anytime I do it for free. And yeah. Because I love that stuff. You know, really, I feel those type of things and I just need more guidance. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll give you anything I got. Let's, for sure. Let's yeah. do it. Very nice. Thank you. Well, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, we joining appreciate us. you having on and, and bringing us uh, this knowledge. Yeah. And the transparency, you know, with everything, mm-hmm. talking about Sue and, uh, you know. Yeah, really... I know some things were not the easiest to talk about, but yeah. we mm-hmm. know that the more we information we can give the people, the more people we can help. So. Yep, absolutely. Right, right. Yep. and that's what, we, that's what we're all here and that's for. That's what we're here for. Yeah, We're helping somebody, we're living our purpose. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to our first, well, second, technically, uh, podcast of Price for Paradise. First guest. <laughs> yeah, first guest. Wait, can I ask, what does Price for Paradise mean? That's the name of the podcast. I know, but where'd you get it? Um, all right, so uh, I the Price for Paradise, uh, I read a book called... Uh, the Mindful Athlete by George Mumford. And basically, he says you can have anything you want in life, but you have to be willing to pay that price. And so, but everybody has a different perspective on what paradise is. And so, we're trying to figure out what people's prices are for their paradise, oh. you know? So, like, what it takes to become you, like, like what it takes, the, the inner side of things. Yeah. Absolutely. And he, the things you have to go through. Because yeah. I know that you were a great catcher for Walker. Mm-hmm. Like, you helped him be as successful he was, and you as well. Uh, it was a dual thing. We're yeah, a team absolutely. On that. absolutely. I can't do it without him. And then you moved to Hawaii to play ball, and I thought maybe that came from a Hawaiian thing. The- well, it all kind of ties together like that. Yeah, so there also is a price to paradise in Hawaii. Uh, and then also <laughs> Living over there is not as what everybody thinks it is the grass is always greener on the other side people Mm -hmm. say or i mean life is what you make it so you can find the paradise in everything i like the name and and it does make sense to me now i think another cool parallel about the name is we both played at paradise valley exactly that's where we met so like this is what that's why i told him in the first place i didn't even think of that yeah (laughs) so absolutely yeah it's brilliant (laughs) anyways we yeah we kind of dove into that in the first podcast explaining the name so um yeah, there it is again. That's that's the uh, price for paradise. Um, Woody, any final thoughts or anything? I think we covered a, I just a whole. Really lot of appreciate you having us uh, and getting to talk so intimately about this. Oh, I'm grateful too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, folks. We'll be back again with another episode next Wednesday. Stay tuned. Aloha. 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 <laughs>